Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Dan and as always I'm joined by Natalie and we're here to bring you the scoop on FPL, more specifically Game Week 11 of FPL. Uh, so imagine this, Raheem Sterling single-handedly stuns the Saints into silence, Spurs sleaze their way past Wolves and some old favourites in the form of Richarlison, Arnautovic and Alvaro Morata. Give us some food for thought. Uh, see what I did there? Yeah, you've stolen my alliteration. Is it because <laughs> yes, I, I didn't did. put any alliteration in the description last week because I just couldn't be bothered? No, nope, I just I just felt like it. I thought it was a theme that I didn't want to let go. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter at the analysis if you wanna wanna have a little chit chat. Uh, but without further ado, let's let's get into the recap wait, of game week eleven. What? Wait, there is some further ado. Oh God, you're not doing me. <laughs> this is important. Um, yesterday I opened my podcast app and, um, I saw that some old episodes of the analysis had downloaded without my permission, um, without anyone's permission, actually, in fact, uh, I then noticed that this had been happening to a load of people who are subscribed to our podcast. Thank you very much for being subscribed. Sorry this has happened. It wasn't our fault. I'm trying to find out why it happened, but no one can give me an answer yet. Hmm. But we literally didn't, we haven't changed anything. We haven't touched anything. So I don't know why. And I don't know if it's just an Apple issue either. I don't, I have no idea. I was going to say, I use Overcast and it hasn't happened happened. to me. Yeah, so it might just be an Apple podcast app situation. I don't know. It's not clear. It's Um, definitely happened to me about four or five times with the Guardians Football Weekly, and it's annoying. Uh, so without further ado, again. Okay. I just thought that was important. <laughs> it's important to mention that at the start, in case anyone's mad. Hey, I think you're right. I, uh, I agree. So, Spurs, huh? Yeah. You, uh, you have a little something to say about the hot Spurs. Spurs, yeah. I feel like maybe we've been neglecting Spurs because we don't own any of them. And rightly so, but I feel like maybe <laughs> I feel like maybe we should talk about. Them. You raise a compelling argument. <laughs> Thank you. Now on to Danny Ings. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, keep it short and sweet. You know. <laughs> you know what? Also, tangent. Um, we only record on days that always cheating don't record. So the last two weeks, always cheating have recorded on Monday, and we've recorded on Sunday. And this week, they recorded Sunday, and we've recorded Monday. That is a fun stat. Thank you. And I hope that that has been alleviating people's like podcast subscription yeah. inbox situation. I hope it's been like nice to have that steady flow of content. That's like a cool meta podcast stat. I love that. Wow. So okay. It wasn't even deliberate. So yeah, we haven't been talking about Spurs because we don't care for them. But I felt like we probably should for once, finally, at some point. I don't really know what they've been up to, but I guess they've been playing football. Um, I'd like to first shout out to uh, Two Pens Foyth. What a waste of everyone's time that man is. Uh, I hear he's only like 20, so you can't be too mad, but it is still quite Two funny. Two Pens Foyth? Is that some kind of Victorian <laughs> like uh, chimney sweep or something? Yeah, that's, I mean, I guess... Of Two Pens Foyth over there. Yeah, well, he both fourth uh, con con not con- conceded. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, is that what the word I want? Yeah, conceded two penalties. Yeah, yeah. he did. He literally did. It was his fault both times. So, Just like clattering into Wolves men because Yolo. So what you're saying is we need to bring two pens fourth into our teams. What I'm saying is, is if he continues to start, well, my situation is. If he continues to start, I'm just going to get in all of the penalty takers from all of the teams. <laughs> from every team. That they play. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm up to. Okay. <laughs> well, good, t- good times. Um, okay, so he's he's not on the list currently. Of players to get in. The opposition, for sure. Uh, Hung Ming Son, what are we saying about this boy? Very 8. weird. 3. I don't really know what his situation is. Is he injured? Because he was on the bench when we looked at the lineup, and then I told you he was coming on, but actually what had happened is he was coming off because he went on after seven minutes after Dembele got injured, but then still came off after 51 minutes. 
Okay, that's because, really weird. Um, he was tired. I don't know, but in that time, he did get an assist, so that's nice for him. Yeah, uh, eight point three big rotation risk, right? He he was great last season and even the season before, like when he had a run in the team. But that's that's crazy money for a a guy who is not playing really fifty minutes a game, but not the start yeah. of the game, not the end of the game, just somewhere in the middle of the game. Yeah, so we'll move on swiftly from him, even though I do like him. Uh, Eric Lamella at 6.4 is probably the most compelling in terms of attackers because he seems to be quite heavily favoured by Pochettino, right? Yeah, he scored <laughs> two goals in the last three, in his last prim- three Premier League starts. Yeah. I guess that's all right, isn't it? He's been quite good. He's, I just really, I really hate him. Like... Oh. And I'm not not just like from a I hate Spurs kind of thing because I you know I was a big fan of Harry Kane last season but like he loves committing dirty little fouls and elbowing people in the face but he is a good goal scorer and he's kind of the the last few seasons he's come into the team and he's done quite well on a few occasions but the big problem for him has been injury and never been able to get a steady run in the team so it seems to me like if you're gonna look anywhere. Lamella is the most compelling option, especially being at six point four price it, wise. It is quite cheap to be fair to him, and he gets he gets a lot of chances as well. So there was even the game against City; he had a good chance, sort of near the end, to equalise. Um, so yeah, that that would certainly be where I look for Spurs. Although I'm not, it doesn't really fit into my my team structure. Uh, Lucas Mora obviously scored. Again at the weekend. He started every game this season for Spurs in the Premier League. Which is quite interesting considering he started like two last year. Mm. I mean, he only signed in January, of course. But yeah, he's he started really well. He became a bit of a bandwagon pick. Uh, what are your thoughts on him now? I mean, I, I guess you have to look at the fixtures for this sort of thing. Uh, and they're yeah. not amazing. The fixtures aren't that hype, and there are some other players who I like. There are some other midfielders who I like around his price at seven point two a lot more. Yeah. Who we'll talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't been particularly impressed with him. He has still been getting chances. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. At seven point two, I think there's definitely people who are performing better than him in that price range. Um. And even people who are a little bit cheaper, maybe. Uh, Harry Kane, the last one, 12.4, and he's been... I mean, he did score a goal, didn't he? And he got a bonus point this week, so that was nice. 23.7% of teams contain Harry Kane. Oh, really? Like, what are you doing if you've hung on to him this whole time when he hasn't been doing anything? Oh, my God, I'd be so bored. Uh, I wonder how many of those are uh, active teams. And, yeah, I I think Kane at 12.4, man, he's been underperforming big time. And it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. You could probably level a similar criticism at Salah, but their fixtures are so good. And he's at least, you know, when you watch Liverpool, he at least plays so much further forwards. Uh, Kane is trying to play this sort of number 10, like behind the striker role. And it's really, it's still not working for me. Um, I saw someone earlier tweeting about bringing him in for, was that game week 12, 13, 14? Game week 15, when they play Southampton at home. But even for that, I'm like, it's I not don't even think worth that's a it, good, is it? Yeah, I don't think that's a good transfer because he just seems like he's not going to get you a big massive haul, like like Raheem Sterling did this weekend, for example. So, yeah, I don't like it at all. Um, I'd definitely say the pick of the bunch for me would be Lamella, purely for the fact that he just he's so cheap as well. And he's kind of a good... If you're looking to maybe get rid of someone like... I don't know if I'd advise against getting rid of Fraser, but maybe someone like Madison. That's quite a natural swap because you save... You actually free up some money. And he's kind of a, a more attacking player. I think, like, I, I, when I watch Spurs, I don't think, oh, they're going to score, like, loads and loads of goals. Um, I know they did get three at the weekend, which was good, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't the sort of game where they absolutely battered Wolves. It felt like Wolves were actually a little bit unlucky to come out on the losing side because they even had a, a fair goal disallowed from Jimenez, uh, which would have 
would have been nice for me because I would have got some extra points off the bench. But what, what do you think about their defence? Because that's Trippy is obviously the other one who's quite a popular choice. Spurs. Well, yeah. Um, if obviously Foyth is left in, then no, <laughs> then I get him out. <laughs> probably no. Um, I'm not interested, especially with this Chelsea Arsenal coming up. Yeah. And even with Crystal Palace, like who have scored against both Chelsea and Arsenal in the last two game weeks, like yeah. So we should say in order for for people who don't have the benefit of the document in front of them, <laughs> it's Crystal Palace away first, and then it's Chelsea at home, then Arsenal away, and then Southampton at home. Um, obviously, two of the top six there. Uh, Chelsea look to be in fine form, and Arsenal even <laughs> look to be in decent form as well, which is uh, which is interesting. So. I don't know about Palace, but yeah, it's it still just looks like the only option there for me is, is Lamella. Um, would you be worried about Trippier to the point of, like, I need to get rid of him, or, or would you be happy to sit on him, do you think? I don't know. How much is he now? I feel like he's quite expensive. It's a lot of money, isn't it, to have invested... He is 6.3. It's, yeah, it, it's a tricky one, especially if you look at Loris. Uh, Loris, he's having a pretty bad season himself, where... Mm, they should put like... Gazaniga in. But to bring the tone back up a little bit, we have Danny, I only score penalties, Ings at 5.5. What a revelation. I believe you're inspired by this. Um, I'm going to keep him for the rest of the season now. I can't bother with the hassle. I like the dismissive attitude. I like, how much is Jimenez now? I feel like he's probably... He's 5.7. Yeah, it's too expensive. And he might rise again soon. I, I haven't looked at FPL statistics. But yeah, he's going up. Um, I think Ings, unless you're going to go down to like a success type at 4.5. Oh, you know what I wanted to do at the start of this podcast? I wanted to be like, hello and welcome to my new social media channel. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot. Oh, God. I hope everyone's seen that. Follow so Adama Traore on, uh, on Twitter. So, sorry, what? <laughs> I was talking about Danny Ings. Um, I'm just saying that I think he's a good enabler for elsewhere in your team. And I'm just going to stick with him because I can't be bothered. Okay, like, oh, I mean, the good thing is he does take penalties and that's the only way Southampton are going to score. I mean, I like it from the sense that he will play every game mm. and you don't have to worry about oh, I want to play Ings this week because most weeks you're not going to want to. I want to play Ings every week, Dan. That's the problem. What? <laughs> Explain. What if he gets a penalty? I'm definitely playing him against Spurs now if that voice boy is oh, on. Oh, God, no. This is this is too weird. This is like Milivojevic, but I think maybe bad. that's it. I only play him against good teams because I played him against all the trash teams and he hasn't and done he anything. And he does nothing. And then I've had to play it. And then I benched him against City and look at the state I'm in. Yeah, so that would work out quite well for you because it's Watford next and then Fulham after that. But after Fulham, it's Man United at home and Tottenham away. So yeah, maybe that's good. your your time to shine, Danny I think, I think so. Um, cool. Obviously, Jimenez is the better option there. But if you're yeah. really strapped for cash and you don't have any and you can afford Danny Ings, it's worth it. Two points every week. Like for someone who can sit on your bench, I can't believe he's made it this high on the running order, and you're you're so into it. I know. This is brilliant. I I feel like he's done me really dirty this week. Like I'm not happy about it at all. Yeah. Well, at least he didn't get any bonus points, eh? Because those pesky city midfielders. He was on for them though. Was he? Yeah. When was this? Right after his goal, three bonus points. And I was like, what was the score at the time? Three one. Damn. But yeah, I, I guess I should uh, should introduce my fun little shenanigan of this week. Please. Uh, so yeah, naturally, we're going to talk about Man City now. And after, I think I possibly mentioned it about 17 times on last week's podcast that, yeah, I'm going to transfer Sterling in this week and captain him because, you know, I need a captain option. I don't really have anyone on my team. In fact, I edited out a number of the mentions because I got really self-conscious about it. Uh, I decided to get David Silva and Mares for a for a minus four instead, and here I am on fifty two points minus four, looking like an idiot. Didn't you already have David Silva? So this is a brief history of your midfield. My midfield errors in judgment. Uh, so it began. It all began one fateful night when I had David Silva and. 
I think it was Matt Doherty. And I had two free transfers. So I was like, well, Arsenal are playing Palace. Meza Ozil's just had the game of his life. I'm going to do a little cheeky Meza Ozil in for a week. And uh, I, I got Doherty out for someone. I think that was a good move. I can't remember who it was. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll get Meza in for a week. And then I'll go back to David Silva. Um, but the problem was Meza Ozil did absolutely nothing. And I decided that week that I was going to get rid of Eden Hazard. And at that point, I was like, I want David Silva back, though, because he's like my favourite guy and Arsenal playing Liverpool. And I thought the chances are Meza Ozil isn't going to do anything against Liverpool. Uh, he did actually create one really good chance for Lacazette that he really should have scored. But I got rid of him anyway. Um, and I don't know, I guess... I guess I was just blinkered a bit by the the idea of having two City players. Obviously, Mahrez scored last weekend. So I was a little bit like, oh, okay, I could get Mahrez in. He looks to be starting quite regularly now because I think he'd started the last three or four games in a row. And I just figured, having both of them, I, I may get a greater score than just having Raheem Sterling. And somehow got in my head that Sterling might not start. Um... And it turned out to be Mares that didn't start. So the, there was some good uh, good that came of this. And that is that Jimenez is coming off my bench from Mares. But I took another minus four. And I could have had like 30... Wait, no. It was more than that. Was, I could have had 42 points instead of 14 from David Silva and a minus four. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Not good times for me. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a tough time for me right now. But I'll deal with it. It was a good week to have a bad week, at the very least, because very few people seem to have Raheem Sterling, particularly people who are doing well. So, uh, But yeah, Man City, they were brilliant. They face Man United next week. What do we have to say about them? Obviously, Sterling was amazing in this game. Mm. Uh, Aguero also performed yeah, really Aguero well. Yeah, Aguero playing the 90s, so fuck y'all haters who said that... Um... I don't know, whatever you said. That he doesn't play the 90? I'm yeah. one of those. <laughs> yes, you are. But uh, you know what? It wouldn't have mattered if I had Sterling because he still outscored him. But yeah, he, he did really well. He had a really good game. Played the full 90 for the first time in freaking ages. Um, was a very popular captain this week. So I, I think for most people, he just kind of saved their weeks, didn't he? Because mm. for me, it was Arnautovic and Jimenez. But for most people, Aguero just brought home all the points and all the template picks failed so there was that uh even even the man city defense because i think i picked this for my clean sheet cup and they conceded that penalty which was a bit of a stupid moment from from edison but i wouldn't expect that to happen every week um yeah kevin de bruyne out injured for a long time that makes the likes of david silver and bernardo silver again uh far more nailed than they would be because they're having to pick up the slack there um, but yeah, a, a great performance and I kind of feel like at the moment it's, it's got to be Sterling looking like a, a potential replacement for Hazard in the coming weeks for, for most people, just purely because their fixtures get so, so damn good, not too far away. And I, I don't know, he's probably going to rise this week, isn't he? I just get the feeling that against Man United, the front three are going to struggle a bit and it's got to be more the the late runs from midfield that kind of get them the goals. Uh, I will shout out David Silva, though, just because he scored a freaking brilliant volley. And I was so happy at the moment it went in because I was like, yes, that justifies my pick. My captain has scored. And then Sterling went on and scored a million goals. So it didn't really matter. Uh, But yeah, Man City continued just looking ridiculous when they play the lesser teams. And I can see that happening a good three or four more times this season, if not more, in terms of them scoring upwards of five goals. On to the other Blues, the darker Mm. Blues, the Chelsea Blues. Alvaro Morata, four games in a row. No, it's not true. So he scored one and then didn't do anything. And scored one and then scored two. Regardless, a good little run of form. Mm, It's mad, isn't it? 8.7. I don't know how I feel about that price. Like It doesn't seem really expensive, but also it's not cheap enough. Yeah. Like, if he was eight, I'd be like, oh, I'll think about this. But 8.7 just seems a little bit too expensive. 
Uh, and he's the fixtures really on... comparable, is he? Like, no. It's only really Lacazette and Firmino that you can compare him to. Yeah, and the fixtures aren't actually that great either. Yeah. I know Chelsea are obviously in good form, but... Well, actually, I don't know if that's true. Fulham at home in three three game weeks time mm. maybe that's one maybe here we go so maybe we sit back we watch for Everton and Spurs yeah and if the form continues because I think he'll only at this point he'll only get better he's not going to suddenly be terrible again but also who knows because Murata um, but I feel like it's okay to sit back and watch for another week or so because no one else is going to have him, so don't worry about it. Yeah, that's kind of how I, I feel about Morata. Like, the fact that no one else is going to have him, and he's shown himself to be quite poor at getting more than one goal in a game. And at 8.7, you kind of want the potential. Like, if you can get Lacazette for around about 9 point... I think he's 9.7 now, maybe, maybe a little bit higher than that, actually. He has been going up quite steadily. But you know you have the, the potential of him to get you a couple of goals in a game. Morata, his finishing is just so erratic. Like, he did actually... His second goal in this game in particular, I really, really liked. But you never know when he's, he's going to have a, a drop-in form and a drop-in confidence again. And that will probably coincide with the Fulham game when you really want him to be firing. So, yeah, I I just feel like he's such a, a risky one to punt on. I think mainly because of that price, because it's so hard to fit in. Yeah. Unless you're getting rid of a guy like Lacazette. Well, I don't know, like, where I've got Mitrovic and, like, Madison now. Yeah. And I've got a million in the bank. I could easily just... Yeah, it's a two-moves sort of job, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think one of the reasons Barkley and Morata become a little bit compelling uh, is because you can't have all of the 11 million players... You can't have, like, Aguero and Sterling and Hazard and, like, Salah as well, or Mane. It's quite hard to do that and maintain a good team. So I think guys like Morata and guys like Barkley kind of come in for those games like the Fulhams, like the, I don't know, the Southamptons, when they're playing against the lesser teams. Mm. Um, But the problem I had earlier in the season and the reason I... I brought Hazard in was because I didn't trust anyone else in that Chelsea team. I think we're starting to learn a bit more about them now, but Barkley obviously didn't. uh, I think he came on, came off around 57 minutes the other day. Yeah, I was really glad that I hadn't got Barkley. (laughs) Because I was was meant to be waiting to see how fit Hazard was. And then I was going to get Barkley in if I didn't think Hazard was going to start. And then I forgot. I made my I forgot made my transfers and then was like ah no I was meant to be waiting to see about Barkley yeah but now I'm relieved that I didn't do that uh, yeah and I think that was bound to happen because Barkley had been on such a hot form uh, such a hot form such a hot run of form mm. that there was got to come a point where he gets you one point and yeah. it made sense for it to be now but I I still don't think he's a a bad option no when you're paying like five point eight five point nine million for him. You can't be mad, can you? Yeah, he's he's rotating with Kovacic. Yeah, Chelsea do look to be on good form. Everton, Spurs, uh, Fulham and Wolves in the next four. It's really that Fulham game that you want to look at and, and yeah. stack up on your Chelsea boys if you want to play mm. sort of anti-Fulham tactic. Also, a word on Hazard. Now, I think if you have him and you've stuck with him, I don't think you should be getting rid. Yeah, I kind of differ on that, but I do think it's okay to hold. Like... If you've waited this long, then you've you've done the patient thing, which is usually the best thing to do. Uh, Sterling probably isn't going to score 22 points or whatever again in, in the game against Man United. And yeah, he's coming up against Everton, who, while they look good in attack, they can definitely concede goals. So the fact that that's a home game as well is, is encouraging. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, you've probably built up a lot of value in him too, because... He's still 11.3, I think. Uh, Okay, moving on to Bournemouth, who had a very good performance in the first half against Man United, but kind of dropped off in the end and ended up losing it. Uh, But we have an interesting... I I think he's a differential. I don't know how how many people he's owned by, but David Brooks. Yeah, I really rated Brooks 
um, from the highlights. I thought he looked very good. Yeah. In particular, his goal line clearance. And I was like, one, why are you here? Two, this isn't your job. Three, impeccable. Um, owned by 2.4% Brooks. Yeah, well, that's surely a differential. I'd say. I'm actually really liking him if you're like me and you have someone like... Um, Hudson Adoy. Like Hudson Adoy, <laughs> but you don't want to invest a lot in upgrading. Yeah. I think Brooks is a really happy medium because he plays in a very attacking team. He doesn't eat up as much budget as someone like Fraser. To be fair, Fraser doesn't eat up a lot of budget, but you know what I mean. Mm. Well, he does now. He's 6.1, Fraser, compared to Brooks at 5.1. Yeah, so it's a whole million difference, but obviously he was a bit cheaper if you got him in from the start. Yeah. Um, And also, like, Callum Wilson as well, who's been on amazing form and does deserve a shout, to be fair, because... He's a player that I very much thought would drop off fairly soon and he stayed really consistent. I think he's on six goals for the season, which is the same as Harry Kane, the same as basically everyone. I think it's only Aubameyang and Aguero that are on seven goals in the Premier League. So he's doing really, really well so far. The question is, can he keep it up? But he's he's quite cheap as well. Uh, but yeah, David Brooks at 5.1. I like him purely because they have a couple of tricky fixtures coming up. But I wouldn't want to write off Bournemouth entirely. And I like the idea of just having one of their more attacking players, but not investing a lot in it. And yeah, 5.1, if he keeps playing this well, I, I mean, he's got, what, two goals in the last four? And he, he just, in general, looks really energetic, really smart player. So I guess the only thing I would say is don't go too hard on Bournemouth at this time. No, because I know we said last week that it was might be time to start thinking about shipping out your yeah. Bournemouth lads. Yeah. But I think if you have Brooks, then he's worth keeping just because he is so cheap and it's not going to be the worst thing ever. And exactly. you can easily just bench him for the Arsenal and, City, and Man City game if you don't want him playing in those. Yeah, they certainly can get goals. Yeah. The, the place to not go is their defence. But yeah, Brooks looks amazing. Also, uh, Stanislas has returned to the side, oh, which is yes. always nice. I always have to shout him out at some point in the season because I really like him as a player. He can just never stay fit. He got an assist as well this yeah, week. Yeah, he did. So that was good for him. It's a really good assist, really smart goal, actually. And I feel quite bad for Bournemouth because they really should have had more than one goal in that first half. And I don't know what happened after half time. I guess Mourinho's United keep doing that. They keep coming out and doing better in the second half, but they probably should have been two or three down at least. Also, in this game... Uh, Martial continues to score. Yeah, what's up with that? I find it really hard to comprehend because he's been playing well, for sure, but he's been scoring basically every opportunity he gets and it's driving me insane. <laughs> Is his shot conversion rate like Decore's last year? Yeah, it's, it's not quite 100% because he had a big chance last week where he was through on goal and he just hit at the keeper. But it must be about as close to 100% as you can get. Like, every shot he takes seems to go go in. And this one was actually more of a... It was more of a chance. Like, the other ones have just been ridiculously good finishes. But, hey, he's he may be outperforming his stats, but he's doing well. And I guess the only thing I, I worry about with a guy like Martial is... His price is good at 7.5, but Man mm. United, I still don't trust them. Even though their fixtures are fairly decent, it's very hard to gamble on a Mourinho attack right now. Um, okay, elsewhere we had the return of Richarlison, 6.8. Yeah, so I put this in this order because as soon as the international break hits, I'm looking to upgrade Fraser. Okay. So now I'm looking at a couple of players who I think... So either upgrade Fraser or just switch out uh, for Madison. So this is my... This is my bit. Okay, So cool. first, the return of Richarlison. Three goals and an assist in his last four Premier League fixtures. Not bad. Seems all right. And I know he started at 6.5, and I guess we thought that was a good price then. Yeah. But now, looking at it, at 6.8, still seems like a very good price oh, for absolutely. Richarlison. And I kind of hadn't realised that. I don't know where I'd been. Not here, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, I saw that yesterday and thought, oh, I could. And in fact, actually, I can get Richarlison and the person we're going to talk about next for Madison and Fraser. 
And I think it might just be a nice time for everyone involved. Yeah, Richarlison, I, I didn't actually see the highlights for this game. How did he play? How were his goals? Um, I don't know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good chat. Um, <laughs> I don't really, like, I don't know how people's goals were. I just know that they got the ball in the back of the net. I think they were fine. I think the second one was good. It was on his own. I don't know. It might have come off did, something somewhere. Did he somewhere. generally have a lot of chances uh, and play well? Or I've no idea, Dan. So he faces Chelsea next. That's the thing that I'd be... Well, yeah, I... I'm not getting him for this game week. Don't you worry. But Cardiff <laughs> at home after the break. Well, quite. That That's the one I was looking at. And I was thinking, I could definitely have him for that week. Yeah, it's very encouraging, isn't it? Like, I'm trying to figure out Everton. I feel like their attack is good. They are starting to click more. Richarlison seems to be the clear favourite, right? Because he's he plays further up the pitch. He's more of a an out-and-out goal scorer. And that's really what you want from your midfielders. There was a, a point in time where it looked like Sigurdsson might be the way to go. But like you say, 6.8, that's a, a really good price. It's really easy to fit in. And, oh God, if I had Madison, I'd be straight up doing this this week. Just because just because I don't care that they're playing Chelsea. Like Chelsea's defence has not really convinced me so far. Um but also at the same time, I'm I'm speaking in the context as if I have Madison, and he's someone I've also been quite unimpressed with in terms of his his final product in recent they weeks. They play Burnley this week though, so I'm keeping Madison because Burnley can't defend goals anymore. Uh, and the other guy you wanted to mention is at a similar price, yeah, six point eight also. Yeah, Felipe Anderson. I am so hyped after this <laughs> West Ham Burnley game. Oh my god, he's going to be my next transfer in. I know I wanted um, Glenn Murray for whoever Brighton are playing this week. Yeah, Cardiff, Cardiff. Not no, forget it, forget it. Yeah, it's Cardiff away. Instead, I'm having Felipe Anderson playing Huddersfield away. I'm like, he was so good in this yeah. game just now. I need him. I don't care. <laughs> um... I don't, I don't care. Well, I think actually prior to 60 seconds ago, I decided that I wasn't going to get him in until game week, whatever that is, 14, because yeah. I didn't want to have him sitting around for the Man City game. Yeah. So I was like, well, obviously he's not going to do anything. So I'll work it out. But definitely I'm getting him in as a priority at some point soon. Yeah. Um. He did have a fantastic game and it, it feels like that's the game that, West Ham had been waiting for him to have like yeah he came with a, a big price tag and a, a fair amount of hype and he's finally delivered on it in a really convincing manner and you have to think it's done his confidence a world of good mm. and playing Huddersfield Newcastle and Cardiff in the next four those are all good fixtures to to rack up the goals in and especially with a guy like Arnautovic on the team he's just such a nuisance as well like they're gonna get chances constantly if they're they're playing against lesser teams. So I do think he's a really good shout. Um, the only reason I can't go for him is because I already have three West Ham players, and I'm still <laughs> no waiting one. on my clean Literally sheets, man. Literally, no one else on the planet has three West Ham man, players. Man, I'm on team. a I'm on another level. I'm I'm like operating four weeks ahead of everyone else. The only problem is <laughs> I'm making my moves so early that I'm not getting any of the points for them. <laughs> Uh, so that's where we're at but no yeah 6.8 that's a an amazing price and both of those two i really like the look of like that could be a nice double up in your midfield um and certainly frees up some cash if you if you wanted to get one of the one of the big dogs in or something so i'm keen on that uh james milner is in here what's what's happened here I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. The guy's only scored two goals and had two assists so far this season, right? Yes. And he's 5.6 million? Yeah. So that's not expensive in the slightest. Like, we're on kind of like a plane with David Brooks here, right? Yeah, you're, you're right. I don't think his start is assured as Brooks, though, because Milner is kind of a rotation option like Liverpool have a bunch of midfielders now right they have they have Wijnaldum they have Cater, who's just come back from injury he's he's back in the squad for the Champions League oh good for him uh they have Fabinho who they just signed for big money they have Milner obviously 
They have Henderson, who's also been out injured. They just have a lot of numbers for those positions, and I think they're going to rotate a lot because of the fixture pileup, um, particularly in those midfield areas. So I kind of can't justify him when you've got someone like Brooks who will start at least 90% of the games, if not all of them, because they don't have to worry about Europe. Yeah, he's started every game so far this season. Yeah, yeah. And you think the only reason he'd miss out would be fixture pile-up or... And the fact that he's so young, though, means that usually a manager will be happy to play to play a guy like Brooks for sort of three games in, in seven or eight days or something. Like, you don't seem to have that problem so much when they're, they're young guys. So... I think if it's a, a comparison between a guy like Brooks and a guy like Milner, you have to go for Brooks. And the Liverpool players that are worth looking at are the same ones who said all season, really. It's it's your attackers and your defenders. Okay, that was very good. Thank you. Uh, Lewis Dunk, go on. It's, it's your time to shine. I love him so much, even when I leave him on the bench and he scores a goal. Like two weeks ago when I said, but what if I put him on the bench and he scores and you said he won't score? And I said, but what if he does? And say, you said, How do you even won't. remember this stuff? That one I remember vividly. Because it being hurt like, you. like, what if he <laughs> scores? And you said, he won't score. Um, was it for this game or was it for a different no, game? No, 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 no. It was, for a different, it was for a different game a couple weeks ago. Right, okay. Dunk has scored 25 points over the last four game weeks and Duffy has only scored 19 in the same time. Yes, Dunk has overtaken. Yeah, I don't want to don't want to get pedantic about it, but uh, Dunk is also still 4.4 million, hmm. which is a stupid price. It's so mad. They play Cardiff away next. So, like, I know we're not so hype away. Oh, God. But Cardiff away um, and then Huddersfield away in a few weeks' time. Crystal Palace at home and, you know, the M23 derby. Yeah. Uh, that's everyone's fave, fave fixture of the year, isn't it, really? So... Uh, certainly on there, on there for me. I think at 4.4 as well. Like, it's nice price if you haven't got much money lying around. Yeah. I, I loved it because he... If you just look at his points, you're like, oh, clean sheet dunk, my boy. Turns out he conceded three goals, got a yellow card, and scored. It, it's <laughs> yeah. like such a weird way to get three uh, to get six get points. Get six points, yeah. It's for quite a defender, funny. but you take it, right? Like, yeah, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I I think Dunk is a good shout. I mean, we said weeks ago their fixtures get really good, and I think there is certainly clean sheet potential in all of their next four. Um, I briefly touched on it earlier, but they they face Cardiff next, and then Leicester and. I've been very unimpressed with with Leicester. I mean, obviously, as a slightly extenuating uh, situation for them with the the unfortunate helicopter crash, but also I've just been unimpressed with them in an attacking sense for the whole season so far. And I think a team like Brighton, they're very capable of shutting out Leicester because they're, they're not very imaginative. And Madison started the season so well, but it kind of seems like his his luck has dried up in terms of taking hopeful long shots that go in or or deflect into the path of a a striker mm. so i'm kind of a bit a bit down on on Leicester as a whole i was going to shout out ben chilwell to be fair to him actually um, yeah he is he is the one player i'd look at from that team but like you don't want to because he's a defender right like the, yeah. I feel like you kind of can't win with him. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I think he's a really talented player. I really enjoy watching him. If Leicester just had that little bit more uh, safety about them in terms mm. of keeping clean sheets or just defensive solidity, like Wes Morgan went back into the side against Cardiff. I don't understand why he keeps going back in, into the side. He's he's so bad. And I don't know if there was maybe a little bit of sentimentality about the game or, or what was going going on from Cardiff's end. I was quite drunk when I was watching the highlights, so I didn't really notice. But, like, yeah, I I do struggle to see them keeping too many clean sheets. And Chilwell is £5 million as well. Exactly. That was the, the thing I was about to mention is, at that price, you really want someone who at least has a chance when you've got guys like Dunk at 4.4. And... Mm. Uh, I know I keep banging the drum for West Ham and it keeps not happening, but their fixture run now starts to get really good and they have Huddersfield next. So you'd have to think there's a good opportunity for West Ham there. 
and yeah i wouldn't want to spend so much money on a defender i i don't know maybe like for the latter half of the season if leicester start to prove themselves a bit more i'd be a bit more comfortable making that move yeah but for now when you've got the likes of robertson and uh like i've got robertson robertson and laporte but obviously mendy's a great option alonso has been a great option for so many people um it, it feels hard when you've got teams like Liverpool and City who feel like more of a sure thing in terms of their clean sheet potential. And I I don't mind paying an extra million or like I have Joe Gomez for 5.1, like 0.1 more than, than Chilwell. If he gets like three or four clean sheets in the next sort of five, six games, then that's definitely value for money. Uh, Newcastle versus Watford. This is a game I wanted to ask you all about. Okay, this is the only one I actually paid genuine attention to because I was like, how did this happen? So, in case you missed it, because I think it's important to highlight that Newcastle winning 1-0 against Watford doesn't really paint the picture. Doesn't tell the whole story. It doesn't at all. So, there there was a lot going on. There there were a lot of attempts. Uh, Newcastle had 10 shots and Watford had 16 Mm-hmm. But Watford only managed one on target, whilst Newcastle managed two on target, one of which, obviously, the goal. <laughs> but, like, the highlights just showed Watford trying to do the goals. Just pummeling them. I think the one on target one was um, De La Faux, actually. Your boy? Yeah, I can't be 100%, but I'm fairly sure Yeah. that that's the situation. So... I wasn't, when I was watching it, I wasn't like, oh my God, Watford are never going to score again. Because they did look like they were going to score again at some point. But they just couldn't find where that massive goal was. Like, they just couldn't see it and thus couldn't get the ball in there. Um, The Newcastle game, I mean, sorry, the Newcastle goal came about because whoever it was, probably some Holobas type, um, gave away a a free kick right on the edge of the the old box and it was if it was key had just come on and then he took the free kick and then Iozu Perez put in the goal hmm. and it was so unfortunate like it shouldn't have happened like you shouldn't have fouled there if they hadn't fouled there this game would have been a nil nil yeah um well Newcastle needed a bit of luck it needed to come eventually yeah because they've had they've had games they should have won this season And they have defended well. And I think it was bound to happen eventually, Newcastle winning a game 1-0. Because Mm. it's what they're good at, keeping clean sheets or keeping the the goal tally low for the opposition. They're not so good at scoring at the other end. But yeah, it it sounds like they played out a very Newcastle-Rafa Benitez sort of victory. Yeah. Uh, But without seeing the highlights, I, I will watch them after this and maybe maybe do a little bit of tweeting during the, the week, but I do feel like you're... Yeah, if you brought in like a Watford player this week, for example, I mean, I've had Pereira for ages and I have no qualms about keeping him Yeah. Uh, because they are, they are sort of a mid-table team and they've been performing really well this season. They look really good in attack, kind of like Bournemouth. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried about... I, I wouldn't be alarmed by this. Um, and I definitely hold on to your your Watford, your Watford attackers. But I, I mean, do... at least for next week against Southampton. Exactly the freaking worst defense ever. So apart from Fulham, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite hard to not hard to. I wouldn't want to be like sensational about this. Is kind of what I'm trying to say. And I think Watford will be fine. They'll probably win next week. So we're all I hope good. so. I hope so too. Or at least get some goals. Yeah. But I can't see Southampton Southampton getting many goals. So if they score at least one, it should do. Um, okay, but they're still playing well. It's good to good to hear that at least. To ease my mind. Uh, yeah, Champions League is back this week in Europa League. Yeah. So, so keep an eye out before you make your dumb transfers. Yeah, I've already made mine. Meza Ozil's back in. So don't do, <laughs> don't do a Dan and just hold off. In case someone dies. Yeah, I, I, 
you know what? To be honest, I just had to do it. I had to do it immediately, and I'm like not looking at my team again for the rest of the week because I had a bad week. I'm close to to the. I little... don't think you have had a bad week. I think you've done average. You're above average. I had a bad. I'm actually one point below. If oh, you because minus count four. my minus four, but I'm just more mad about it because I I went against the thing I said I was gonna do and that went drastically wrong. But it's fine. Oh, I'll, I'll be fine. I just need to not go near my team until the weekend, and then we'll see what happens. Uh. Your favourite little feature, Yellow Card Corner, is coming up next. Yellow Card Corner is very important this week. And I feel like you should finally listen to me Okay. For Yellow Card Corner. Hit me. Holobus, literally just banned for having five yellow cards. First game back, or obviously he was back last week but didn't play. Probably yeah. rightly so. So, first game actually playing, Yellow Card. If Holobus doesn't get taken in to see the FA by the end of the uh, the season, it'd be a miracle. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the thing, isn't it? They have like a little, what is it, like, like a, a disciplinary, disciplinary hearing. hearing? Yeah, <laughs> something I don't know. If you reach a certain amount of yellow cards, if you reach twenty, I think twenty in the season. Damn, that'd be terrible. But he will. <laughs> I think he's on course to do it. Because what are we in? Like game week eleven, 11 games and he's in, had six and he has yellow six. cards. Yeah, so that's, there's only 38 game weeks and he's only got 14 more to collect. That's that's more than one every two games because he's been banned for for, for one of those games. And didn't turn and up for didn't, the other and one. And didn't play for the other one. So, oh that's God, quite that's impressive, awful. isn't it? So he's basically the one you need to worry about because he's just... Firstly, when he plays, Watford concede a goal. Mm. And secondly, he gets a yellow card. So screw him, man. Worst guy. Not a good idea. Um, also now banned, Harry Arter. I'm sure you'll be very pleased to hear. I am pleased. And Etienne Capou, who I mentioned a few weeks ago that he was on four yellow cards, and you said, oh, who's got Etienne Capou? Everyone's got those players, haven't they? But now, look, he had a price rise last week. People got him in, got a yellow card, banned. Banned for the next good game. They've well, got too hard to They should have listened that. to this podcast and transferred him out when I did that, I mean, shouldn't they shouldn't they? have got him in in the first place. That's the situation. Well, that also, but, you know, there we are. So there we go. If you did get Kapoor last week, you're done kind of fucked up because uh, what are you going to do with him now? And then you get him back for Man City. Exactly. Going to Man City. Um, we have a star-studded cast on the cusp as well. I can't yeah. wait to hear it. <laughs> well, I have tried to order them in, like, order of importance. Um, Xhaka, Jota, Bertrand, Snodgrass, Billing, Zanka, Lamina and Kyle. So, uh, yeah, a list of stars. I think it's important um, if you're looking for like... So at the start of the season, I was doing like a 4.5 like midfield bench situation. Yeah. And like Billing is a perfect spot for that. So I've seen you, Billing in a lot of teams. Yeah, so if you're looking for your guaranteed two points, you might have to miss out for a week. Oh, man. That'd be gutting, wouldn't it? Imagine you needed to have him come in the one week the when, when he's banned. That would suck. And you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move on to the Denao Systemestic, where okay. we've got some big scorers with some yeah. big points. So, top of the league last week, I couldn't call because it was too close. There was one point in it. Yeah. But it was, in the end, John McMahon. Well done. And he's number one again this week. Top scorers... This week, Lewis Brown and David Lope both with 93 points. Damn. So David got 93 points, uh, three points on the bench. But um, who was it I said? Who was the other man? Lewis Brown. Lewis. Lewis, 93 points with 21 on the bench. That's what I like to hear. Who who was on the bench? Uh, He had Jimenez and Yedlin both on the bench, uh, along with Bellerin. Yeah. I guess you can kind of understand the the Jimenez, uh, sorry the Yedlin one, yeah, and Jimenez sh- as well. Like I left him on the bench because I had bare Man City players, but this is the thing though. Like he had so many blanks in his starting lineup, yet still managed ninety three points. It's mad. Did he have Aguero captain or Captain Aguero and then Sterling he had alongside Stanley. Richarlison, Chilwell, Alonso, and Hazard? Oh God. 
but then one point from Ryan, two points from Mendy, three points from Madison, one point from Knockout, and two points from Zaha. Like, it's mad. It's mad how the numbers add up, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) That's what happens when you get big scorers like Richarlison. That 15 points was was massive this week. Uh, David was the same. Aguero captain, but then with Arnautovic, Richarlison, Sterling and Alonso. Yeah. So, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Uh, Okay, so we'll bring bring you all the news of the analysis domestic again next week. Uh, But Mm. for now, let's have a look at game week 12 and do our clean sheet cup. Uh, I think I said Man City for the Clean Sheet Cup last week, didn't I? Man City don't, against I don't Southampton. know how you've managed to get this far through this season and not understood the format no, of this podcast. No, I know, but I just want to know now. I don't know, I don't have it up. I just like to know. Because it's not time for it yet, so I don't have it. Yeah, Cardiff Brighton, the big 12.30 that everyone is eagerly anticipating. I wonder if I play Matt Ryan here. I'd... I'm quite hyped for it. I'm Dunk is in. Dunk is literally in. <laughs> the, my problem is I want to play. Um, I do want to get Glenn Murray for this. To be fair to the yeah. lad, yeah. But I've got an issue with my starting eleven. I want to play everyone, and I don't really know who to take out. Okay. But I do think it's worth sticking all your Brighton lads in this, even though it is an away fixture, and they've only won away from home once this season so far. Yeah. I think if they're gonna, if they're gonna go for it, here's a good opportunity. Yeah. See, I think they'll win, but I actually feel quite good about Cardiff's chances of scoring for some reason. Mm. Especially if Sol, is it Sol Bamba? Is he the Cardiff one? If he just like handballs out the goal again, uh, <laughs> that'll be quite good. Or handballs it into the goal, or just like uses his hand just to uses put his hand the ball for any kind of advantage and doesn't get caught. I think I've got to leave Matt Ryan out and go for Fabianski again because West Ham play Huddersfield. It is oh. at the Hudders, the Hudders the, ground. Uh, the Hudders field. At the Hudders field because I forget what the stadium's called. John Smith Stadium. Ah, uh, John Smith, of course. Huddersfield, West Ham. This is a good time to have Arnautovic, to have Felipe Anderson. I'm probably going to start Fabianski and, and Diop as I have most weeks and I think I might finally get my clean sheet here. I'm hoping anyway. Well, you've been anyway. saying that for the last four weeks. But you know, when it happens, it's going to feel so good. <laughs> so good. Like, I'm so invested in it now that I can't miss it when it does happen. Uh, yeah, I, I have to do it. Uh, Leicester play Burnley, also at three o'clock. Newcastle play Bournemouth and Southampton play Watford. So, so quite tasty, average. So what quite tasty mid-table ones here. Like, Watford-Southampton is obviously a tasty one because... Southampton are just dreadful at the moment and uh, Newcastle Bournemouth is another another sort of interesting one I think you know Bournemouth will probably get the win there but I don't know it could go either way it could be another 1-0 Newcastle Leicester Burnley is a particularly nasty looking one but I don't know where that goes I don't know what happens in Leicester Burnley is it time for Burnley to to get back on the uh Back on the winning streak. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I would I would call that a Burnley win. I don't really want any Leicester players for that, but then Burnley's defence has been pretty poor so far this mm. season. I just I think of like Leicester's threat and most of it is Jamie Vardy trying to run in behind and Burnley are not gonna give you much space in behind because they play so deep, so I kinda of fancy Burnley to get something. Probably be a little smash and grab. They'll have one shot and they'll have one goal and, and that'll be that. Uh, yeah, late game on Saturday is Palace versus Spurs at 5.30. Uh, I, I have very little interest in this one, to be honest. No, me neither. <laughs> Should we just skip it? Yeah. <laughs> My God. Uh, Sunday, we have actually quite a good Super Sunday. I, I'm digging this. We have four games. Uh, so there's a 12 o'clock kickoff, Liverpool versus Fulham. Obvious Mo Salah, Sadio Mane captain potential here. Yeah, definitely Salah captain. It's 12 o'clock, which is annoying, but it is on Sunday. So that's that's kind of nice. Uh, Chelsea play Everton at 2.15. I kind of like the look of this one, actually, because I feel like Everton have a, a decent chance. Like, I wouldn't... Not quite enough where I want to get like an Everton attacker in. But this feels like it could be quite evenly matched. 
like a three-two situation. Yeah, yeah, because I just feel like Chelsea will give the opposition chances, and that could end up quite quite high scoring because of that. Also, I'd say the same about Arsenal versus Wolves. Like, Arsenal showed themselves to be really competitive against Liverpool and put in a, a really, really strong performance, uh, both in terms of their attack and their defence. But they still always look keen to concede a goal. And, and Wolves were a little bit unlucky against Spurs. Obviously, mentioned earlier, they had a good goal from Jimenez disallowed and, and created a lot of chances still. So I feel like this is a good chance for Arsenal to get back on their on their winning run. But I definitely wouldn't put it past Wolves to score. Mm. I'm just trying to figure out how I get Jimenez into my team. Because... Welcome to me and Danny Ings. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then also at 4.30 we have the Manchester Derby. So Man City versus Man United at the Etihad. I kind of wonder if I end up benching like David Silva or something instead. (laughs) See, now I'm thinking about playing Glenn Murray and benching Aguero. I don't know if I bench Aguero. It's, the only reason I say that is because everyone's going to have him. No one's going to captain him, but everyone's still going to have him. Mm. And obviously saw how it went this week when you captain Mendy instead of Aguero. You've got to take these risks. I, 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 I love the risk. I'm a big fan of it. But maybe it's a good time to just just have him there. Just have him there. Aguero. Well, I had him there the whole time. I didn't get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, in your, your starting eleven. So, then, here's the question. Do you play Mendy in this? Do you play your Man City defender mm. in this game? I'll be playing Laporte, I think. I, I actually fancy their chances of getting a clean sheet quite highly. It's more that I just don't think they're going to score a lot of goals. Where there's a lot of games here. Obviously, Liverpool against Fulham. Big potential for goals. Arsenal Wolves, both looking strong in attack, big potential for goals. Chelsea and Everton have both been playing well in attack, uh, both of them scoring three goals in their last game. There's a lot of games here where you could see it being, you know, upwards of uh, West Ham Huddersfield is another one. Even Brighton Cardiff potentially could see some goals. So it's more a case of I just think there will be more goals elsewhere. And even though Man United have been pretty abject in recent months and it's kind of hard to say what they do well. I still think the players are going to get up for a Manchester derby because that's just what you do if you're like, if you're a professional player and you're playing for Man United, you're still going to want to beat City because you just want to get one over them. So yeah, that's kind of, kind of how I feel about that one, but I don't know. So you would play Laporte? I would play, I would play defender. I'm not quite so sure about my attackers. Uh, my attacker being David Silva. Okay. But I don't know. If it if it's Aguero, I'd think of it differently because everyone has Aguero. So I'd maybe be a bit more inclined to have him in the team. Um, but I obviously have Aubameyang, who's playing Wolves, so that's not really a, a decision for me. Yeah, it's a tough one. I do think this will be quite hard to, to pick your starting eleven, But it should be good. I like that Sunday. Looks very interesting. Um, okay, clean sheet cup, where we at? What did I do last week? You said Man City and I, I said Watford. You're, you're close, you had the right game of the two games where there have been clean sheets and it looks like there could be another one. I don't know what the score is for Huddersfield. I think it's still 1-0. Huddersfield could get their first win of the season. That's quite. It feels like there's quite a lot to choose from this week. I'm going to go for West Ham. Yeah, I quite like that one as well. You can't have it. Well, damn. I feel like I should go back to the, the well of my away team suggestions. And I don't want to jinx um, the fact that I have Gomez and Robertson. So I'm actually going to say Watford. Away from home, baby. Bring me those points against Southampton. All right, cool. Um, so that's, that's Clean Sheet Cup, and that's our podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, at the Denalysis on Twitter, you can also email us hello at the com and rate and review us on itunes because that would be amazing and then we could get this podcast out to more people and hopefully with no weird downloady issues where everyone gets the podcast 10 million times best of luck in game week 12 that's all i have to say we won't be back next weekend because i'm away and because there's international break the week after so mm. we'll be back the weekend after that 
I've been thinking about our Christmas schedule as well, everybody. Ooh. Oh, goodness. Y'all better sit back and relax for the one episode we're going to do for a space of a month. And then uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> Can't like... wait for it. It's, it's going to be mental. Good. But anyway, let's wrap it up for the third time. Best of luck, everyone. Enjoy your week and enjoy your weekend, your fancy weekend coming up because it should be fun. Bye, y'all. Bye.